You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Fundamentals of the Talmud. Yesterday we were speaking about uh, the statement, the incredible statement that Rav Sheshis said in the name of Rosa ben Azaria, that Yochlani Liftor, as you can see up here on the board, Yochlani Liftor is Kol Olam Kulo Menadin. And Rashi says, it's not everybody, but at least all the Jews would get a pass, a dispensation from God, that they would not be punished. You know, Rashi says here, Medina Lovo. Um The change, by the way, if you're looking at that little, um, that little Lamed, is from Medino to, as you can see here, Medinon, according to some. They would, they, right, they would not have that din of Osid Lovo. Um, Lomar, and what would what would what would be the case we would make? Rashi says, uh, explaining the Gemara, Shehain Shehain Shikurim. Now, right over here again, you see this a little bays, and sometimes, and what's that bays that goes here to the Bach, going down here, Shikurim. So you can see this Tazam. Um, now I'm going to, again, it's, it's not fair because I'm not trying to test everyone, but that's an interesting Rashi Tevos. If you have a Rashi book, you might know what that means. Um, okay. So it, it's hard to, um, ignore these little insertions. And a lot of times when I'm learning about Chavrusa, I'd sometimes have Chavrusas that were, that couldn't stop themselves. I said, wait, 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 we'll just read the Rashi first before we get to read the Bach, right? But, but many people are nervous in that way, especially, oh, I got to see what the Bach says. Okay, Kivalevich says, read it without the Bach, which is what we did yesterday. And then the Bach makes a note. See the note and see why he makes the note. It's sometimes hard for people to do that. Um, and again, this is sort of the same, you could say the same thing happens when you're reading the Gemara and you, go, you run to Rashi before you even try to read the words. You just say, this is hard. I got to go to Rashi first. That I can sometimes understand. But especially when uh, it's a note, uh, the note uh, is crucial, perhaps, in the big picture. But especially when you're starting to learn, read it first and then try to figure out what the note was. So... So, and, and sometimes if you, if that's going to be your attitude, you'll be able to understand the note better. So let's read the Rashi again. The time is going to be Shechein Shikurim, that they're drunks. They're in that state of drunk. And we know that means that you can't blame them for their sins. They didn't have the state of mind. Since the Horban, we've all been something has, has affected us, we don't, we're not thinking straight, it's, it's so hard to process what's really happening, we feel God's wrath, we don't know what God wants, so many tsar, so much service is happening, God, you can't blame us for many of the errors that we've done. That is, um, that was Rav Sheshis's point. Now, and w- without spending too much time on this, if you take a look Shogagin was the alternative, not Shikurim, but Shogagin, which is pretty much the same thing. That a, uh, 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 and that's setting up the next 
part of the Gemara, that a shikur is a shogeg. An ones, a shogeg, something like in the middle, and especially, as I said yesterday, it's one thing when you drink, and then you do it. It's another thing when it happens, and, and, and you just weren't able to be anything else but a state of shikrus. The average human dealing with this type of overwhelming, in Yiddish we call it an iberkerenish, a complete revolution in life of what occurs that's going to like blast you and cause you not to have your your balance correctly in terms of what's really happening and it's, you're going to be in a state of shock and so that's sort of like a shikar you can't be blamed for so it might even be more than a shogeg what is it the Bach was saying here's the answer for you the Bach first starts with the word shikurim and he put a parenthesis around it and then he said, take those words out. The term for take those words out are tazam. Tevo, teva, zu, machuk, or machok. This word, cross it out. Hmm. Well, if you cross it out, you can't read it. Shehain. So in other words, shikr didn't make sense because to, to the Bach's original way of looking at things because they're not shikr. Shikr only happens with wine. So therefore he writes, V'nichtav bitzido, what was written on the side was Svarim Acherim, other texts, other manuscripts, and the Bach lived at a time when there were more manuscripts of Rashi's around. Um, and therefore he was able to compare that, and he said in other manuscripts I have a Rashi and it says the word Shogagim. So that's just to tell you what, what the idea was. Lomar Shehain Shogigim. I actually like the idea of Shikurim. I actually like the original text or whatever, the alternate text. I, I, you know, to me, it's, it's more graphic and it really says that they're not just Shogigim, but they're really, they're drunk without. It's like onus. Right. Than like, right. Right. Off, off. And you can see why the Bach originally had a problem with it, because he's a literalist. He's saying they're not drunk. They didn't imbibe at all. Everybody imbibes. Well, the Pusik is actually, as it says, Aniyah, right? Vishikuras. That does imply that, you know, even it's obviously a metaphor. It's not actually getting drunk, but it's the same thing. Okay. So that's really what the Bach wants. And that's just you know, uh, to me, and it's a very, look, I, the Bach was uh, one of the Gedoli, and one of the great Rabbanim of his time, but this is a note that really, it, to be honest, spending time on this note, which I just did, sort of like impedes the learning, and yet you're going to go to that note, and then you're going to say, what the heck did the Bach want? So that's the reason I did it for you. But it really, um, you know, it, it, but, but I hear what his problem was. I don't think it's a real issue. But I can understand that there were other people that were writing this Rashi down and saying, no, 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 put the word shogeg in. That makes more sense. Maybe that's what Rashi originally meant. Now, I think Rashi meant that, that they are drunks, that they have the same status of being drunk. Because that fits into the next piece of the Gemara, because we're going to see. So the Gemara says... Mesve, and I mentioned yesterday, Mesve is always an attack. Now, it's interesting, it's an attack, and I'm not trying to just go slow here because I have nothing to say. Mesve um, is an attack on, from a Brisa or a Mishnah, on an Amora. It's interesting who this attack is on. If we just scroll up a little bit, we see that it's on Rav even though 
he's quoting Elozer ben Azariah. So this is an interesting thing just in terms of learning, that even though this doesn't have a status of a brisa, even though the person mentioning it is mentioning it in the name of a Tana, similar to what we have over here, Amr Rabbi Yochanan, Mishum Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, that doesn't qualify as a brisa yet. A brisa or a Mishnah is something where the record was well known. The record was around. It wasn't an oral tradition that only you had. That doesn't turn it into a Bryce or a Mishnah, despite the fact that you're quoting one of the great Tanoim. That's a very a subtle difference, but what it means is it could be knocked off. There's something about the pedigree of a Bryce or a Mishnah that stands as the club against the Amora. Whereas, uh, when you, an Amora, even though it's someone as important as Rav Yochanan or Rav Sheshis, both very important Amorayim, they don't necessarily get the pass of saying, hey, this is a Brisa. I'm like a Tana now here because I'm telling you what a Tana said. That's why a Meisve is, is a challenge. So let's see what the Meisve is. Shikur, somebody who is a Shikur, Mekho Mekach, Memkoro Memkar, Right, even though he could say, and he can't, right? Now, mechel mechach means what he's, what he, what he buys. Too bad, that's his. Did you buy a sixty-five Mustang from the from 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 the antique car dealer and bring that home? I sure did, honey. Isn't it a beaut? Hick. You just bought yourself that. Take that back. They're not gonna. They might not take it back. That's considered you bought it. Or did you just sell um, our, our prize uh, uh, you know, break front and, and dishes? I sure did. Memkar o memkar. And the person can't claim they were drunk, it sounds like, right? So consequences, despite the fact that they were drunk when they did it. Over Avera, Sheyeshba Misa, Okay. If they do an Avera that the death penalty is called for, they're going to be killed despite the fact they were drunk when they did it. Malkos, Malkanoso. And if it's Makos, Malkanoso. Let me make a point here. The term Malkos, again, you know, is again a, a whole discussion why it's called Malkos, not Makos. Um, and some say that that was a way to sort of like not invoke the term Maka, which is even stronger. I don't know if you ever heard that before. Um, Very interesting. I always wondered that. Yeah, there's people that this, in other words, like a maka is sort of like what God unleashed in Mitzrayim and what's mentioned in the Tochacha. So malkos is something where you do get beaten, but it's not inherently a maka. Uh, but that, that's sort of the way Chazal are looking at, you know, the corporal punishment that you get. You know, it's not a maka that's, that, that is inherently going to 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 be unleashed and hurt you. It's Malkos. Anyway, so Malkos Malkinoso. 
even though he was drunk. The Brysa finishes. Kololo Shodavar. And again, normally, if we would be analyzing this Brysa, we'd say, what do you have? To, we get the idea. Uh, many times a Mishnah and a Brysa uh, state a halacha and then give a a, 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 um, a synopsis or this is the principal type of statement, a roundup of what it was. So to repeat the story, uh, this is basically what I'm saying. Kololo Shodavar. Uh, and that's the way many people talk and, and give speeches. Normally, what Chaza, what the Amaroyim do is say, why did you have to say Zahakla? Why did you have to say this repetition and, and repeat it in terms of a, of a larger statement? And couldn't I figure that out from the examples that I gave? And normally the Gemara will try to, um, if it's, if this, if that was the subject under, uh, review, that's what they were studying, they would try to come out with, a, with some sort of, hmm, what are you trying to add with that? What other case are you trying to include? But the Gemara does not do that in this case, but perhaps it could have been done. Kololo shodavar hareyu kipikeach l'chol dvarov a pikeach now you've heard that word before um, any uh and when you talk about pikeach, pikuach nefesh, the, 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 the case that was envisioned was somebody's under the, the, the mass of a building, uh, that is caved in. And now the question is, you're going to be pokeach, are you going to create like a, uh, an air pocket for them? Um, that's the, you're going to pokeach nefesh. You're going like an to opening. create an opening that would allow to him to be saved. That became somehow the catch-all term for any sort of uh, actions you're going to do. In other words, because in that case, you know, he'll die if you don't shatter the, the, the wall or like create a hole in the wall to giving him something to breathe in. That's pikuach nefesh. Um, the Mishnah says in Yoma. That's what you do. You create a, you create an opening in the, in, in the gal, in the, in the, in the cave-in, allowing people to come in, or at least air to come in, uh, creating a, 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 an airway. Pikeach here means that the airway is open. It's open. His senses. He senses what's going on. He's a pikeach. He's aware of what's happening. He sees, he takes in. So it's figuratively and literally. He's hearing everything. He's a pikeach. He's seeing and he's mentally processing it. So that's the idea of a pikeach. Now, a guy who's drunk is not a pikeach, really, right? (laughs) Because, Because of what was in his system, he isn't seeing everything and things are a little bit woozy and he's seeing things a little bit out of proportion. Not realistically. We say, I don't care. You're like a pikeach l'chol dvarov. Okay? Just to, just to get the word clear of what we're trying to say. You're a pikeach. Even though, Ella, shepotur minatfilo. Well, you don't daven. So, what's the Gemara's question? The Gemara's question is, how can you say your putter based on this Pusik in Yeshaya, even if we are a Shikora, the same way in the Bezdin Shomata you would punish the person, we can't claim that to God. Granted, we were like a state of drunkenness, but a state of drunkenness doesn't get you off the hook. And it, the same way in the Bezdin, it doesn't get you off the hook. It doesn't get you off 
in um, it doesn't get you off in terms of uh, other cases as well. It doesn't, shouldn't get you off. It shouldn't get Klal off in God's judgment. So this is a real, I find it, it's a small little piece of Gemara, but I find it really a, a great, you know, um, uh, like shifting, bleeding from one area to another. Not bleeding, but actually, you know, observe, yeah, uh, let's look at what it says in, in, in Halacha about a person, can you, can you punish a person who's in a state of being drunk? No. So what did, what did, what did Rabshashis mean in the name of Allah ben Azariah? You wouldn't have, that doesn't get you off the hook. So that was the Gemara's question. Um, just in case you're interested, this is a real important statement because I said people were drunk a lot in the time of Chazal, much more, I think, than they are today. So first of all, where is this from? So to me, that's interesting where this is from. So there's a little base here, which takes you to the Tosefta and Trumos. Why it's in Trumos? Hmm, interesting. And we're learning Yerushalmi and stuff like that. So I'm not sure exactly why it's there. It could be, you know, it was connected to some Mishnah and Trumos that had to do with taking off Truma and things like that in a state of being drunk. And therefore, you know, the Tosefta the, the, there was extending the idea to other aspects of law. Interesting in terms of, I would have thought this would have been somewhere in the laws of Sanhedrin. And if you take a look in the Aleph, in the Ein Mishpat, the first reference is Hilchas Ishus. I'm going to assume that has to do with if someone marries a woman when he's drunk, is he really married? Um, And I guess Hilchas Nazirus it shows up, I guess, do we say a person is bound by a nether that he makes, even though he was drunk? But here the Rambam also mentions it in Perak Chavtes Mehilchas Mechira, Halacha Yudches, and that's in terms of sales. Uh, there doesn't seem to be a, a mention of this in terms of being punished, which is interesting, right? You would, you would assume that maybe that should show up in Hilchas Sanhedrin. But there doesn't seem to be a source for that in Ilchas Sanhedrin. Um, there is a Choshen Mishpat source here of Reish Lamed Hay, but I know that that's more about sales uh, than it is about being punished by the Bezdin. So that's interesting to me that it actually is 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 not brought. Maybe it's such a simple halacha that didn't have to be codified, but. Um, so here's the Rambam who actually quotes the Gemara: Hashikar mekol mekach, umemkaro memkar, umatanosov kayomen. Now we're going to see the end of the. I don't want to spoil the end of the Gemara, but um, the Rambam does codify this halacha. Um, we're going to go back to this Rambam, I think, as we as we will see this last part that both you who are uh, watching this can see on the board. This is something the Gemara is going to uh, develop. So let's. I, I do see the Ramam just does a very brief job of quoting our Kamara. We're going to go back into this Ramam in a minute. By the way, it just in general, you know, I'm sort of like going off on tangents here. In general, there, there, there are, uh, 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 there is a school of thought that the Rambam tries to keep the language of the Gemara when he can. Sometimes the Rambam will re-explain the Gemara, but the Rambam did want to keep the terms of the Gemara pretty close to what the way they were written. 
Um, he wasn't necessarily interested in rewriting everything. Uh, it's a canard that people say that the Rambam just wanted to rewrite and just restructure it. It's not really true. When the Rambam can retain, when he feels that the words of the Gemara are, are he, he, he resists the temptation to rephrase it. And there are many places where the Rambam just quotes the Gemara and doesn't give much of a Hezber. Uh, to the chagrin of many people who would like to see, oh, where is the lumdus of the Rambam? The Rambam made them, yeah, this is pretty straightforward. I'm just going to quote the Gemara. So, the Rambam quotes, it's a challenge to Rav Sheshis, it's the Gemara's answer. My Yacholni Liftor de Kamar Nami Midintila. The Gemara's answer is, um, yeah, that's all Rashashas meant. Rashashas meant not that you'd be putter from the din, like we saw here. That's the Havamina. We thought we'd get off the hook totally for all these Averis that we did and all these uh, doubts that we had of God and all this, uh, we didn't want to do mitzvahs and all that stuff. Yeah, you were drunk. Okay, I, I recognize it. Now, that wouldn't have worked. That's not a p'tur. What it meant was the davenings that we couldn't daven. That's what it meant. Well, Rashi says it even better, well, different than I just said it. So let's look at Rashi. We didn't feel that's the din. Um, and again, Sheila and, and Avrami, you can probably make a big point there and say, that's our main responsibility to God is why we weren't davening. And Mershesha says, we could use that as an excuse why we didn't daven. And Rashi says it's about kavona. Because I guess every, I guess Rashi is saying that, you know, it's possible to stand in front of the sitter and say the words or know the words by heart. But God wants to know, why weren't you thinking the words? Why weren't you at least thinking that I'm here? Why weren't you at least directing them towards me and, and feeling what you were saying? So Rav Shesha says, we could use that as our defense to God, that we couldn't. In other words, a shikr, a shikr doesn't daven. And in that sense, we shouldn't, we really couldn't daven either. And therefore, God be mochalos, and, and 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 not just be mochalos because out of compassion. You can't blame us for the lack of of kavanas that we've had. Again, uh, going, it's hard not to talk about Corona, but I think many people in the beginning, uh, you know, were just you know caught up and worried about it. It was hard for them to to concentrate and and really get into the words properly because they were you know, they, there was a sense of fear. And I think that um, they shouldn't feel so bad about it. I, I Again, I, I, I've spoken about it and I've recorded about it as well, that I felt in some ways Corona helped my davening. Uh, it made me want, because I davened so much, you know, just here in this room. And I ended up putting, I think, a lot more into many times a lot of the phrases that I would say. Um, sometimes when you see the Tsaros around you and, and you're worried about Tsaros, you know, it makes you appreciate or care a lot more than in the public setting. Still, this is what we meant, that, that you could be putter minatfila. And the Gemara stays that way, which is a very interesting thing. That's all Rav Shesha's meant. Even though it sounds very grandiose, Yochani lifter is kola olam kula minadin. We're now saying din didn't even mean that. It was the din, yes, the din of not davening. The din of not davening properly. Okay. 
So now we have Rav Hanina. And then we go back to the Rambam in a second on this. Okay. Um, we all know what this Lamed Shin is. Loshanu, right? Loshanu is, is, it's only said that, what was said? This, we'll see what. <laughs> Seemingly, um, the Loshanu is going on, it could be going on two things. Rav Hanina might be going on Loshanu of Rebosa ben Azari's original statement that you're put up from davening, but that wouldn't make sense because you already said you're potter, right? From the Kavana. Um, it must be the Loshanu is going on the Brisa from the Tosefta. Loshanu el shlohigia wishikruso sholot. That he didn't reach the shikrus of Lot. Avo higia wishikruso sholot. If somebody has reached Shikrus of Lot, Potter mi Kulam. Your Potter from Kulam, if that's true that it was going on and it's going on this Brisa, sounds like your Potter from Misa and Makos, and sounds like the Mekach is not a Mekach, and Memkaro is not a Memkar. So that is interesting, that's a very important comment. Uh, before we look back at the Rambam for a second, the way he described, the way he, he codifies this, because we already were there. Um, why is Lot the uh, the prototypical person that's mentioned here? The drunkenness of Lot. I think one of the Mepharshim asks the question that there was another drunk in the Torah before Lot. We know who that was, of course, was Noah. Um, you want to suggest why it's Noah, why it's Lot and not Noah? They both were sort of like in a state where they didn't. <laughs> Yeah, but Noah didn't actually do anything wrong. Lot did. Okay, good. So in other words, uh, Noah had something done to him, right? Right, he was the victim, and maybe you're arguing he put himself in that position, albeit unknowingly, according to many people. Uh, but whereas Lot, um, you know, the dots over when the, the older one got up, he, he recognized when she got up, so he should have been more protected of himself for the second night. Second daughter. Okay, but the point was he didn't know. You can say another. But he did an action. He did an action. He, he did an action, and but but, but she, you could answer even better, I think. Yeah. Because when Noah wakes up, he know he says he realized what was done to him, right? He didn't get drunk again, though. That's right, and and, and uh, yeah, and Lot didn't know that is right. Well, he knew when she got up. Because if you notice the the dots on top, of the right. So so, hang on one second. Um, so he knew when he get, she didn't. He didn't know when she went. She came down, but so I think again there might be a, a medrash that, that that describes Lot in somewhat of a different form. But I think in terms of the pasuk itself, the pasuk says he did not know bishichva uvekuma. Um, yeah, the shot is that, but, the, but so that would be better than than Noah. That would mean that he was more drunk than Noah was. Yeah, but right. Noah was was asleep. He did, he had no action in whatever was done to him. So you're saying he, he's drunk. He, he was passive. Whereas right, the question is though: is the level of this is what I without making too fine of a point is the level of 
loathe a greater level of drunkenness than the level of Noah. I don't think so. I think level of Noah would be greater because he was out until he woke up. So you're saying we have to use loath because Noah would make no sense in this. Context. Right. No, Noah was as... like an anesthetic, yeah, under, under anesthetic at the moment. Uh, I see. I'm not exactly sure, Sheila, because uh, oh, you're right. It says that. Um, I mean, if he was castrated, according to that, I mean, you'd have to be under pretty heavy. Right, right, but it, it doesn't say he was asleep, although it yep. says he woke up from the wine. So right. does that mean he was actually asleep? Or he, um, came, uh, he came to, whatever that means. Yeah, okay. I think it's a good question of why, because I think generally, for many reasons, I guess we've described, and maybe we've done this too much already, why it's the drunkenness of loads. Okay. Drunkenness of low, pretty heavy drunkenness, Sheila, because it's enough to get you off the hook. You're putter. And, and, and again, if we, if we, um, you know, if we go yeah, back, if we go back to the Rambam, let's go to the Rambam now. And what is that? The Rambam says, He's doing stuff, but he doesn't know what he's doing. Ain mice of klum. Vahareyu kishota o katan pachas mi ben sheish. Not like a child older than six or a child in the seventh year, but up until, yeah, up until, up until they reach, or maybe up until they reach six years old, they're sort of, they don't know what they're doing. Everything, nothing has consequences. Ain mice of klum. The Rambam say, and that again is quite a, a and it's basically what the Gemara says, but the Rambam elaborates. Uh, now, again, you know, sort of, I'm sort of like taking advantage of the sophisticated audience that we have here. But again, you know, when we look at the, um, if you go to the Meforsha Rambam, which are easily available on the Hebrew Books website of the Rambam, uh, the Meister Okeach, who is, as you can see, Rav Masud Rakach Rakach Rakach, and we're talking about a, a book that was uh, was penned um, you know, 250 years ago or more, almost three. See, he was born in, he born in 1690, the Meisir and uh, isn't that cool? You can really just, as you can see here, you know, get your information about who the heck I'm reading and who am I reading about. Plus you have a whole bibliography and some of the uh, uh, some of his history, and you get that right away. And then we go back to what the, what he says. He says that um, you know he says the Rambam already deals with the idea of a shikr not davening, uh, and there he says you know what a shikr is that you're not able to get your words out. Um, a shikr who makes himself a nazir is not chayiv. Um, and the Rambam writes that if it's Shikrus or Shalot, Potter Mikol HaOnshin. So that's where the Rambam dealt with, not in Hilchas Sanhedrin, the Rambam in Hilchas Nazirus already said the idea that that's where he said you're Potter from all punishments. Um, the, um, uh, the only point he makes here is that sometimes it's not clear how drunk somebody is. For example, in Ilchas Ishus, and this probably happens a lot, especially if they're boys and girls drunk at the party, Shikr Shekidesh, 
Kedushin Kedushin. Afalpi Shinishtaker Harbe, Bimigil Shakrusur Shalot, and Kedushin Kedushin, um Misyashvin Bedover, the Rambam says. Which means, if you don't know how drunk he is, so, um, that would mean if you're not sure, you would actually ask, you would force this woman to have a get, and she wouldn't be able to marry a Kohen, Misofik. So I would assume there's a lot of cases where it's hard to know how drunk the person was. Nobody except him was in the person's mind. And can you really trust him? No, I hear, I hear what you're saying. And, and, and I know that one of the most prevalent questions that comes up in uh, a lot of modern shilas that have to do with Ilchas Kedushin is marriages that occur between boys and girls, summer camp marriages and other things like that. And you could expect whether it was little boys and whether it was teenagers or not, or people that were involved in a drunken situation, um, where a person's inhibitions were thrown to the wind and even the woman, the girl might have said, yes, are they now married or not? Right. There might be a suffix. So the Rambam says that, um, that, uh, as he says, you know, you have to assume that it is a marriage. If it definitely reaches the Shikrus of Shalot, it's not Kedushan, but, mm-hmm. he, but the Rambam adds the words, mm-hmm. which means you've got to really be, you know, you got to really think about it and really know for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And the Rambam Mayochas Gerishan also writes that if a Shikr, that could happen too, especially before the Rambam was writing, not with the uh, the shadow of the Cherem Rabbeinu Gershon, of not divorcing a woman um, uh, without her will, there might have been a guy who got so drunk he takes the get out, and you know, he, as he's drunk, uh, they, 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 he already had it ready, and they put the date in, and the atom are there, and the get is given to the woman while the man is drunk. Right. Well, the Rambam says that by Gerishin, we say the get doesn't mean anything if he said it when he was drunk, but he says suffolk. In other words, it's a suffix. Um, and that sounds, and again, this is really where the, the Meister Okeach is getting into what he thinks is a contradiction. I don't want to get into that, but clearly this was something that had relevance, uh, could have a lot of relevance, uh, you know, um, in terms of, um, you know, uh, we yeah. talked about Purim, but this could have a lot of relevance. People get angry, they get drunk, um, what do you do? The Rambam says that it's a suffix gerishin, and um, and and by kedushin, it also could be a suffix. Although there, he seems to err on the other way. Um, as we say, the Rambam says, as the Meisrekeach says, we are going to be machmir. In other words, since we're talking about is the woman an ashes ish or not, so um, we're going to be a machmir by get uh, and assume that it might have been a real get. Uh, on the other hand, we're also going to assume it might not be. And maybe uh, in that sense, make him write another get. Because, hey, you might have been as drunk as Lot, maybe not. But at this point, we can't just say that you were definitely it was a good divorce. Oh, I wasn't so drunk. 
mm, maybe you were. So we're not going to treat it as a vada get, and we're not going to necessarily let her get married on that basis, because hmm, maybe he was as drunk as Lot, and it wasn't really a good get. Hmm. Well, what are we going to do? Well, we can't let her get married. We're going to have to call her in and actually, and this is going to be very sad. You know, we might have to, uh, you know, either you know do something to to rectify this. Um, and by kedushin, of course, we have a chumer the other way. No, oh, she might be an Asha Sish. Yeah, but wasn't he so drunk he didn't know what he was doing? I don't know. Was he really that drunk? And therefore, we're going to have to call in the, we're going to have to necessarily, we're going to have to be machmir and, and, and actually force this girl to have a get. So these are really interesting, I think, uh, halachos that, that uh, and, and now I understand why the Rambam uh, codifies them where they're probably the most relevant. Um, you know, in terms of sales and in terms of Gitan and Kedushan. Why the Raman doesn't codify it in terms of, of, of uh, Onesh, in terms of, you know, in terms of Makos and Misa? I guess because it didn't, I guess it, I don't know, maybe it didn't, it wasn't, you know, it didn't show up as much uh, in, in, that, in those, in that way. Um, you didn't have a, a situations where a person killed under the influence or was, um, you know, uh, did a you know, various where he was makabel hasra under the influence, but they probably did have many cases where this occurred. And maybe that's part of the reason why the Rambam felt he needed to codify it in that way. Again, I'm just speculating here, but I think it is something that that uh, you know it deserves a little more than just you know just jumping over it, just not not, not you know dismissing it. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.